All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the TF Podcast. Uh, this episode is a special episode. We're going to be doing a weekly roundup. I'm excited to have my, my, good, my good friend, Matt Case, on the line with me. How you doing, yeah, Matt? Sir. I'm good. I, I am well. How I'm doing, are you? <laughs> I'm doing well as well, uh, all things yeah. considered. Uh, if you don't know Matt, he's very active on the Twitters, uh, a DJ uh, on the radio, and uh, just, just a good old wholesome dude. We've been doing some fun stuff in the past at our conferences with our uh, Bitcoin trivia uh, that have been pretty fun. We've been thinking about maybe we yeah. should bring that on, uh, on the webs. We'll see about that. But uh, Matt, why don't you just introduce yourself to everybody real quick? Yeah, so I'm probably the biggest crypto idiot on Twitter. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I am probably also one of the biggest speculators, and I own that as well. That's why I go to therapy, and it's only a $40 copay. It's awesome. Nice. Uh, I got into Bitcoin back in uh, you know, 2017 as, the, as this bull run was happening. Uh, so I, I didn't know who to trust, where to go, and what to find out. So I just jumped in. And uh, in the local community here, uh, you are one of the first people, uh, your conferences, bringing together some of the top minds, talent, and, and folks in the industry was really, really beneficial. And then just meeting folks here locally in, in the community, then going to conferences, uh, learning as you do it. And I think that's really the only way um, you can find out who the good players are, the good actors are, and who are the, uh, you know, the shit coin peddlers, <laughs> you can say, if you will. So, uh, you know, f folks like yourself offer a great service, especially with the events that you put on. Um, oh, thanks, man. man. They have really, they have really, really been huge in in my learning curve. So, thanks, man. Oh, of course, of course. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Well, you know, lots of good things. We're moving more things virtually and digitally, and so yeah. forth. Put, producing lots of good content. So, you know, I'm excited for this conversation. Uh, well, you know, like I said, I I just want to talk about what's going on in the in this world today and what's going right. on in the news, right? So, uh, it's Good Friday. Happy Good Friday to those who who celebrate that and. Uh, you know, on this Good Friday, uh, we ended the week with some crazy stuff going on, right? We had uh, $2.3 trillion that came back more. into, yeah, two, yeah more. right, sorry, $2.3 trillion more dollars. Um, like this. We shoot it up in there. Money gun. There you go. There you go. Here's your bailout. Here's your stimulus. Oh, man. There you go, Jonathan. For those listening, Matt. Doing my oh, go ahead. Helicopter money. Helicopter money. Helicopter money. Are those real hundreds? <laughs> you know what? They might as well be, right? They might as well be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the way that Steve Mnuchin's putting, printing them up, man. My bailout right here. You know, it's interesting, right? Because, like, on the one side, you want to, like, uh, you think that, hey, like, these are people that, quote, unquote, uh, know what they should be doing and are, are you know, uh, pumping money back into the system because in theory like that should you know help the system produce but then you start thinking about like wait a second like how are these companies using these funds one and then two is like the average person are they getting relief you know it, it's, yeah. it's kind of wild i think i think the sentiment is like um where's where, where's the bailout for the average joe you yeah. know and i don't think that 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 connection is being made with um whoever behind the scenes is making these decisions, whether it's, you know, I don't want to point fingers at the government, but I'll let you decide where, who, who, do, who owns that blame. But um, yeah, there's a big disconnect. And, you know, $1,200 is not going to help folks in the short term. Totally. Yeah. $1,200 once um, is, yeah, is crazy, it's right? It, yeah, it's not enough. Um, especially too, it's going to take a little bit for some of these people to get those $1,200, right? right? And so what, what happens in the time between the need uh, to getting it, you know, a, a lot, a lot can happen. A lot can change. Yeah. Um, wild. 
Well, um, you know, we, we have, uh, you're, you're able to do your show from home. I'm doing my show from home. Uh, how's mm -hmm. that going, by the way? How's the show going from home? Uh, it's, it's fun. It's challenging. It's, uh, it's really ironic because when I was a kid, I was five years old growing up in Edmonds, pretending I was a DJ in my bedroom playing records. And now I'm almost 50 and I'm playing a DJ in my bedroom, but now I'm getting paid to do it. So there's <laughs> a whole lot of Hakuna Matata full circle moment here coming on. So, yeah. but it's been good. It, it's been challenging, but it's, it's been good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, Matt, you're, I, I, oh, good. Oh, go ahead. You go. I, I was just, I was just seeing uh, th this morning, uh, you know, the price of Bitcoin has, has come down a bit like that. Um, What's it at about? 68? Yeah. 68. Yeah. Um, you know what, what I, do you, do you have an entry point or do you have a spot that you kind of like where you're looking at the market thinking where it might go? Man, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I think, um, well, I don't know. It might not be a popular opinion here, but I, I think we're still in for uh, overall market uh, downturn, right? Uh, mm. I think JP Morgan just yesterday yeah, came out with an announcement. Uh, they just came out with an analysis. I'm trying to find it real quick that uh, I think it was something like 20% overall unemployment. And then, um, you know, uh, basically we're, we're in this for a little bit longer from a financial standpoint. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, while I do think it's in the long run, this is definitely great for Bitcoin uh, overall. And, and I've actually been super impressed with how stable Bitcoin has been, right? So, so everything went down. Yeah. You look at uh, the other asset. Yeah. Stock market went down 30%. Uh, Bitcoin went down in half. Um, and it slowly has climbed up and it's, it's really hung around this level. I mean, it's at like what, 7,300 for the most of the week and, you know, down to 6,800. Yeah. Um, but in, the, in that, in that range though. Yeah. That's more stable than we've seen other markets. Yeah. So I think that's super interesting. However, like if, if we get another wave, basically when Q2 earnings come out and, um, everything is just completely wrecked. Um, and people are still not working and, and the, you know, there's just no revenue coming in for any businesses. Yeah. I think that could be a potential where maybe Bitcoin does go down a little bit. Um, not because of any sort of, not, not because of anything to do with the strength of Bitcoin or any of that sort of thing. It's just, just liquidity is like, you yeah, know, they're, need they're, the money. There's there. Yeah, there's exactly. It's, it's just a liquidity thing. I don't think it has anything to do with the value of Bitcoin in the long term or anything like that, though. That's just my right. opinion. Yeah. Not financial uh, advice. Yesterday. <laughs> no, never financial. <laughs> just, that's why I say I'm a speculator, man. It's just all speculation, baby. Eris mm -hmm. uh, X, uh, which was under, I thought, uh, the guidance of TD Ameritrade for the longest time announcing yesterday that they are now working, you talk about liquidity, working with our friends over at Fidelity Digital Assets. From what I understand, that is to provide more liquidity and some of the stuff that they do. Um, so I'm guessing that you know TD Ameritrade, uh, which was bought by Schwab, if I'm not mistaken, they're just kind of washing their hands. Is that is that kind of, I'm, I can't figure out. So I'm, you, you interview more people than I do, Jonathan. Man, I haven't touched on that subject, but that'd be interesting to do, to, to think about it and learn more. I mean, it, it really does feel though that, um, you know, this is really where Bitcoin shows its power um, because mm. of liquidity, right? Like, you know, yeah. you, you have anybody that talks about their alts and, you know, I, I'm not one to shit on alts. I'm, I'm personally, I'm not, you know, in, invested in any alt uh, myself, but it's all about liquidity. And, you know, if, yeah. if people want or, or want to trade that, that on the Bitcoin side, like, I think that's really where 
you know, that value uh, happens overall. And, and, you know, there's some people that are saying the reason why Bitcoin went down so much in that time wasn't because of, or sorry, was because of, um, you know, more like banker hedge fund types uh, having sell, to, sell pressure. Yeah. Sell pressure. So, yeah. which is interesting point, right? Does that mean, and, and you know, I know this is something that you're, you know, following is, you know, uh, does that mean one that Bitcoin was at an inflated price at ten thousand? Uh, I don't know, um, and I should have asked Pierre Richard this. <laughs> um, or uh, does that mean um, you know that uh, basically things are not priced in when it comes right. to the Bitcoin uh, having yet, right? Which uh, we're like uh, three weeks, a month away, so yeah, thirty some odd days right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Me, the just I think just my limited understanding of reading the white paper and just understanding the the fabric of Bitcoin. It, it, when, for me, when that light went on, that's what made me a maximalist. That's why I'm like I, I get that it's a finite resource, that it's digital, that it's digital gold, everything, uh, uh, the entire narrative that it's easy, it's transportable, it's quick, it's fast. I mean, comparative to quick and fast in, in blockchain terms. We can dissect that later, but that's a whole other subject. But you know what I mean as far as the, the, the traditional gold uh, asset versus a digital gold uh, store of value as well. And so when you when you see that this, this halving is coming up where the supply is going to be dramatically cut, you know for a fact supply and demand. I mean, that's just basic. Even like an idiot like me can understand supply and demand. So when I see that, and then I listen to smarter folks that you have on, you know, the PF podcast or your events or, you know, like Pomp, et cetera, the, all the folks that we follow on the crypto Twitter. And I listen to what those small, smart folks say. Well, I'm going, hmm, maybe then, you know, that's why I, I, I kind of think that, um, that there is this, this, this scarcity and that will pr play out in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were uh, the U.S. is 24 trillion or so in debt. Yes. And there's 20 <laughs> and there's 21 billion uh, or sorry, million. Sorry, there's 21 million Bitcoin. So, right. it, yeah, you do the it, math on that one. <laughs> right. Right. It's it's crazy. Um, you know, I got a question for you. Yeah. What, Go. Do you think that there's going to be a time where uh, and what will it take for folks to wake up to? The, the quote unquote sound money aspect of Bitcoin when they realize this helicopter money that, that's just going around that there's nothing backing the Fed that, that Bitcoin really is that the math and the algo uh, has value when do you think and what will it take for that awareness to well you know you see uh, a lot of people on crypto Twitter saying comments like hey I have more people ask me about Bitcoin now right like I, right. I've heard about this new Bitcoin so I, I think it's events like what are happening now I think that's one um, I think it's also too um, as more it becomes more usable or more accessible. So Fold, um, mm. um, yeah. they just they just announced their partnership yep. with Visa, right? So Visa. for the yeah. yeah, which is awesome, right? So for those listening, yeah. yeah, and like uh, you know, my background is re in retail and e-commerce and loyalty, so I'm I'm a huge fan of of what they're doing, and so to be able to get cash back on a or sorry, uh, Bitcoin back right. on a credit card transaction. Um, is very interesting, right? And so, um, you know, partnership with Visa, uh, BlockFi is actually doing something similar uh, as well with that. And so I think it's having those types of things. Um, you know, when you, you have the folks at Lolly who are doing similar and and Storm, right. and Storm uh, is also doing similar, right? Where you get that cash back. So, um, you know, I, I personally believe commerce is like one of the biggest entry points for it. Drivey, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, hey, like, 
this quote unquote free money or free, you know, reward system, like why wouldn't I want something free returned back for me as a, as a loyalty perspective, right? Like I'm not going to turn it away. And so, um, you know, I I think those are your entry points overall. Um, But then I, I think the second point is when, um, businesses start demanding payment in Bitcoin or employees start demanding payment in Bitcoin or vendors start demanding payment in Bitcoin. Like really like that's what it takes, you know? So let, like, me, let me ask you this. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about people who, uh, let's talk about the fed. Okay. Cause they have now just come out today. They're buying junk bonds. They are buying junk bonds. David Milken went to jail for selling junk bonds and now the government is buying them. Okay. So if the government is going to go out and buy junk bonds, when the hell are somebody's going to say, Hey, we're buying BTC. We're not that far away. Cause if they're going to say junk bonds and not, I, this blew, blew my mind. So I'm, I'm a little fired up about this. As you can tell, I'm sorry. Well, but, so I, I read that, I read that in a headline, but do you know more about that, about them buying the junk bonds? Like what's the reasoning behind it? Just, is it to support those? I think junk, it is. It's more from a supportive standpoint, not as like a yeah. long-term investment. So it's basically like almost like a, a well, a bailout. It's just bailing out from on buying the Thank junk bonds standpoint. Yes. Yes. Basically, that's from my understanding. That's what it is. And so to me, it's like, wait a second. If you're going to buy these, which you know, and everybody's calling them junk bonds, why don't you buy an asset that is proven, that is hard, that is, you know, mathematically, fundamentally sound? Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on here? Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's definitely wild. Um, you know, it, it's, it'll be really interesting. I remember in 2008 when it, I think it was like 700 billion came in and that felt like a lot right um Mm. and that was a lot and now it's like that's not that's like that's that's nothing you know yeah that's one day yeah it's like oh hold on here's that there you go there's your seven billion there you go (laughs) yeah it's it's easy it's that easy jonathan no it does go burr if you listen really close it does go burr I, I think that's one of my favorite things that has happened on crypto Twitter is everybody, right. everybody, do you have that in yours, in your Twitter I, handle? I had it and then I took it out. Yeah, I oh, had okay. it and then I took it out. But you know, I think the, I think you just touch on something that the meme culture is actually doing a lot to help educate folks and kind of take that message to people who might not get it right away. So I think the meme culture that we as crypto Twitter and the smart folks who are doing that, um, putting that out there are really actually helping to educate in a really smaller palatable kind of way. You know, it's like the person at the end of the aisle when you're going, to, when you used to go to Costco and they used to give you those free samples and you'd try and like, Oh, that's really good. And then you come back and you buy the whole thing. Right. I think the memes kind of work in that same aspect. Like, hmm. Hey, here's a little sample. It's like a little, Oh, like, Oh, and then they go and they find out more and it leads to more and it leads to more. It's a gate. The memes are like a gateway drug. to <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. I remember in high school, I had this teacher who um, he was just so fucking funny and he would tell you stories about like battles and he would just describe it like he was just a bro talk, not a bro, but like, just like a friend, like a friend telling you like a story that he's excited about and you wanted to learn, like you wanted to like, wait, tell me more, tell me more. Right. What happened then? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I think you know, there's definitely a bunch of people on fire right now on, on crypto Twitter um, and just lot, lots of really good information out there. And what's been interesting, too, that I liked is um, so I, I, honestly, I, I think like what CNBC has been putting out, which I don't know if they're intentionally trying to put out, but like um, what uh, um, 
the owner of the Golden uh, State Warriors said uh, yesterday. Did you oh, yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. Scott, uh, with uh, yeah, Scott Wapner, the judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just—it was crazy, right? Like he's like, you know, should should uh, the airlines fail? It's like, yes, yes, they should. Yes, they should. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, absolutely. You know, m- maybe he wouldn't say that if it was his company. I don't know, but like, it, it's 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 wild um, that we live in a time where, um, because look, no one can deny that coronavirus is something that is crazy from a financial standpoint and it's completely eliminated uh the stocks or sorry the values of companies and how how business operates like you can't deny that uh but you also can't deny the path that we've been going on uh over the last several years um and and you know if you have companies like facebook apple um amazon microsoft thanks yeah uh they they each have like at least a half a billion dollars um on in cash um Mm. or sorry half a million sorry half a million dollars in cash you know just just uh sorry (laughs) 500 million dollars at least in cash that's where i was going um and so it's like they're set up to withstand um right heat where you know bank or sorry not banks but the uh, airlines were using their cash on hand to buy more stock buy back stock right yeah, yeah. and that's so, what pumped up the prices and then the ceos get the 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 big oh hey the stock prices are up we get rewarded yay and then right. they all jump out back in january 2019 and they all get their parachutes yeah so Right, right. So like if you or I do that with our own independent businesses or, or whatever the equivalent of that would be, uh, no one's going to come help us out with that, right? right? And so like, you know, you like to think, hey, these are some sophisticated individuals. And um, y- y- you have to think that they were aware that, hey, something might be happening, not, not coronavirus, of course, but like, hey, like this can't last forever. And it's, you see it time and time again, that, um Call it corporate greed. Call it whatever you want. Well, I mean, I, th- I think one of the biggest indicators of that was just in the past few weeks, we saw the uh, former uh, head of BAC, Kelly Loper, now the uh, newly appointed senator from Georgia. She and her husband, after coming out of that uh, that meeting on coronavirus, all of a sudden dumping shares. And like, oh, look at how many and how many senators and how many folks out of that meeting uh, went and dumped shares. I mean, there was so much going on. Just this well, was ripe just a few weeks ago. What's crazy about that too is so in 2008 when that all happened uh, with the mortgage-backed securities and so forth, that same thing happened, right? And so yeah. as a result, and it was legal back then, like that was okay, like it it was it there wasn't a it wasn't a bad thing back then. So I think it was in 2012 where they're like, "Yo, you can't do this no more." <laughs> and so it's not <laughs> put the kibosh on that man, right? So it's like you know you're 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 definitely if you're in that world, you're aware that you should not be doing that. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, going kind of on this, on this, uh, realm, uh, it's been really interesting for me to see just how passionate everybody on the blockchain, Bitcoin, crypto world has been about yeah. COVID-19. Like you had people that were just aware of things going on well before yeah. anybody else was right. Like, yeah. why do you think that is? Um, I, my theory is that because a lot of uh, Bitcoin activity goes on in China, there's a lot of mining over there. So folks in the crypto world, they they know people, uh, they have friends there, they have uh, relations, they have all those kinds of contacts. 
So they're going to hear that probably from the people on the ground first and foremost of like, hey, here's what's really going on. Here's what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I think that the crypto community is always forward looking. They're always they're looking out ahead. Right. We're not looking in the rearview mirror. We're kind of looking to we're building things for the future. and We're looking. We have that mindset. Uh, now, those are probably the two reasons why. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think I think those are definitely two very ones. I think also like, um, you know, there's a lot of people that understand like virality, right? Like just like just mm -hmm. from just from a, a user base standpoint, or like how like you know people watch things or join things or whatever. Um, and then you have folks yeah. like Balaji who have just been like super ahead of the curve, you know, all the way, right? So you know, anybody following him was like, you know, this guy's been talking about it since probably early January, if not maybe even sooner. Um, and so, you know, for me, uh, you know, and I remember you like mentioning stuff on Twitter, like yeah, in January, January. you're like, man. yeah, you're like, yeah. Hey, something crazy is happening. And yeah, it, it was, it's wild. Right. Because for me, it was just more about like, Hey, let me see what's happening in other places of the world. Okay. Yeah. And let me see how they responded. Okay, let me see how we're responding. Oh shit, this is gonna right. be shitty. Right, this, this is gonna is be bad. Exactly, that's the same. That's how I started looking at it too. Like you, man, uh, this is what's happening in China, and um, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it's wild. Um, there's you know there's there's definitely like some tinfoil hat theories out there, but like sure. Regardless of what, and, and I propagate a lot of those, so I'm sorry. <laughs> well, come from my bedroom regardless of what I had explained to my friend what a tinfoil hat is like he's like what's a tinfoil hat I'm like you don't know what that is he's like no. he's like I'm like imagine a guy wearing a tinfoil hat <laughs> and then he looks pretty ridiculous making some predictions or talking to this hat has tinfoil on the inside right now you can't see it that's why I wear these hats yeah I got the tinfoil on the inside. you know what what's been really interesting about um this is we, you know, 9-11 gave us the Patriot Act, right? 9-11 was a tragic mm -hmm. event. And then there was some Patriot Act. So some of our civil liberties got taken away sure. as a result of it. And, you know, it's like, hey, like, well, you should be willing to give up your civil liberties, like to stop terrorism. Okay. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but there's, I can see why someone would say that. Now sure. we're in a new version of that, right? Where, um, yep. you know, the second headline in CNBC right now is, um, or third, yeah, or third is, you know, Apple, Google team up to track coronavirus spread using iPhone and Android apps. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, okay, on the surface, that's a great idea. I, I totally see it. But like, but where, wait a second, but wait a second. Rather dystopian and, you know, Orwellian. Well, and Totally. And then how do you end up using that information against me later? And, um, you know, the argument to that would be like, well, stay in your house, like, and then you don't have anything yeah. to worry about. It's yeah, like, you have nothing to hide, right? Ooh. Right. It's like, no, I, no you're right. I, I will. I'll continue to stay in my house. I still don't want, you know, my data. Well, that's why I just turn my phone off and leave it at home. And then I just go outside and like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't get me. I just break my will. phone, like in those TikToks where like the kid runs over and like just breaks <laughs> the phone. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely something to be aware of and, and people need to think about and consider is like, hey, um, you know, it, obviously these things are important, but um, we also need to make sure that we still maintain our privacy, um, you know, with what we do and uh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's things like decentralized identity and, and, and things like that, that I think will um, become more and more interesting as we, uh, as we go through these times, you know.
is the uh, is the uh, possibility of at least doing some kind of voting on the blockchain going to be moving forward now in light of this pandemic and and um, you know the situation we find ourselves in, especially in an election year? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's anytime soon. I think one of the interesting things about voting on blockchain is really where the biggest benefit, to, in my opinion, lies, is in the read aspect of it, but not the write aspect of it. Like the writing. Like so, the writing of data to the blockchain versus the reading of data to the blockchain, right? And Got so, um, and I, I think that's personally, uh, just with from my knowledge and what I've studied and and my thought point on on some of these things is. Um, you know, probably why a lot of people say that blockchain sucks or isn't ready or whatever is it's the writing side of it, you know, and like the data mm -hmm. size and, you know, do people need access and these sort of things. Um, my argument's always been is like, just because something isn't ready today doesn't mean it's not ready tomorrow or in a hypothetical, you know, future. Sure. Cause like you could have said that for any technology. Um, and I, I still am a Bitcoin, you know, bull regardless, but I do think there's something interesting you know, over on this side. Yeah. Uh, security layers for Bitcoin. Uh, anything that you're hearing from folks in the community on that development, lightning network, et cetera. I, to be honest, there's I'm not, there's taproot and snore, right? Those are the two that, uh, that I know have come to mind. Are you hearing any development? I'll be honest. I'm not super familiar on the security aspects of things. What do you, what do you hear? Uh, well, I, I hear very little because I'm a crypto <laughs> idiot. And if people tell me stuff, I'll go and put it on Twitter and be like, oh, here's what they're doing. So that's why nobody tells me anything, Jonathan. Because I'm Mr. I run my mouth like I have legs for lifts. I'm a DJ. Nobody's going to tell me. That's why I ask you and I listen to your podcast and come to your events because you get the people. That's no, why you, you, you put on a good show because you, uh, you know way more than you let on. <laughs> uh, well, you, you're, you're doing the day well, drinking today the over there, friend, not actually, me. Well, so it's funny, actually. That makes me think of something. So on, um, on Twitter a while ago, because, um, you know, like people say, like, don't let anybody know how much Bitcoin you have, like never let or, yeah. or, or even that you even have Bitcoin. Yeah, and sure. so uh, uh, Jason Williams uh, posted something yeah. about Bitcoin, and so I don't remember even remember what it was, but I responded to him, and I got roasted for it. It was really funny, and I was like, I don't have any boink, I don't have any Bitcoin, never will, like it just none yeah. of it. Blah, blah. And it was it was basically like tongue in cheek to that. Sure, sure. <laughs> People were like, you know, like, right, yeah. what are you thinking? And blah blah blah. It was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's the like, old Peter Schiff uh, deniability, like, oh, oh, upcheck. I don't own any. Got lost. Got stolen. Sorry. Right. I yep, do have. Sorry, I lost it. I may or may not have some, but yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you know what I do. That's have, That's what though, makes it so great, I though. Have, what's that? I said that's what makes Bitcoin so great, right? Is I can have yeah. it in my control. And see, that, that's, I think that's the thing that, again, no government can take it from you. They can't make any more of it. They can't just willy-nilly, like I said, you know, hey, here we go, more Bitcoin, woo, right? We're not doing that. You can't do that with Bitcoin, you know? It doesn't go burr. No. Blocks don't do that. And so no. that's why I love it. You can't debase it because you look over the history of money throughout all civilizations from all the way back to the Roman Empire up until now, the monetary systems have always been debased, right? They, took, they used to chip away little bits of uh, the silver and gold of the coin, right? Back in the Roman days. Yeah. I heard that on a podcast. Maybe it was yours. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but that did. That's true, dude. They did that. Yeah. So uh, with Bitcoin, you know, they can't do it. And that's why I love it. Because then people, you know, the antithesis people will say, well, well, they could just say, you know, make another Bitcoin. Well, no, they can't. Yeah, sure. It's open source code. Sure. Go ahead. Good luck. But you don't have, you have one person running a node. That's you. Meanwhile, the Bitcoin network's got how many 
millions of people running nodes and has been doing it longer and better than you have. So go ahead and copy the code and be a freak and start your own Bitcoin fork. Ask Roger Veer how that worked out. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're having just happened. There you go. <laughs> Bcash. Sorry. Did you ever see that video, B-cash. by the way? Have you ever seen that video? Bcash? No, Bcash, the Bcash video. Uh, which one? There's a few of them. Uh, which one are you talking about? No, just where he loses it because someone calls oh, yes. it Bcash. Yes, and he's all, is he doing this one? That, that, yeah, uh, that's classic. A- that's, that's some classic 2018 crypto Twitter right there, man. <laughs> the old good. days of crypto Twitter, man. Then in yeah. 2017, uh, that was when I came. When, when did you first get into uh, to, to Bitcoin and, and crypto Twitter? When was your first? Uh, about, it was early. T- it was like late 2016, early 2017. So like I had paid okay. attention to Bitcoin just on the fringes. I didn't take it seriously, uh, regretfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, regretfully, I didn't take it seriously. I had um, you know some friends that were pretty into it. And I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. Um, and I, I wish I would have listened uh, back then. And then, you know, I just was like, holy cow, like this just makes so much sense. And, yeah. you know, my, I have a couple family members that are a little bit tinfoil hat. And so, mm. and more, more of like the, like, Hey, like you should have, and it was interesting. Cause like, it's more about the, um, Hey, you should have access to like your own stuff and like you you shouldn't have to depend on someone that's gonna like take that could potentially take that away from you and so uh you know yeah. when when i first started hearing about bitcoin i was like oh this is really interesting you know being able to have your own um self-sovereignty of your um right of your, your wealth of your, of your wealth yeah 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 I, although i i do think uh what will be interesting is as bitcoin evolves and as it becomes more mainstream, uh, you know, it's, you have these people on Eva on the Bitcoin front. They're like, hey, you have to be fully in control of your Bitcoin and, and this and that. And then everybody will somehow use it within each other. I just don't see that. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. It's 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 a it's an ideal scenario, but it's, it's too that that makes it too niche. And, and you could say that for, you know, for any anything like I actually played in that poker uh, thing last night, for example, and it was great. It was a great, it was a great event. Um, and so you could pay with like Bitcoin or you could pay with cash. And so I I, like kind of going back to what we talked about is it's like, as people demand what they want to be paid in is how that will dictate how things get used. Um, and, uh, you know, because of that has to be done, it has to be easy. Right. Cause yeah, uh, you know, our parents are not going to be buying Bitcoin on an exchange. It's just not happening. And that's why, and that's why personally, I, and I, I don't get any endorsement or I don't get anything, but that's why personally for me, coming from a completely idiotic retail side, I find Cash App to be one of the most easiest ways to buy and, and on-ramp folks into the Bitcoin community. I mean, it's yeah. the UX, the UI is smooth, it's flawless, AML, KYC, easy to do, you're in and you're, you're boom right there. You know, it's so easy. And I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for folks is that like, oh, these long keys and who's this? Oh, my gosh, going to yeah. I got to check 37 numbers and digits. No, I agree. Actually, and the other thing, I think the other thing about Cash App, too, is that I don't, we, we need to talk to them about sponsoring this. because Yeah, not. we do, man. Come on, Cash App. <laughs> yeah. But I think the other interesting thing about Cash App overall is, um, like you're saying, it, it's super easy to use. But it's actually yeah. the, the price is, is right. I mean, like, yes. it's, not, it's not overinflated on, I, I compare it to other things. I'm like, okay, this is like falls right in line. Um, and the fees are reasonable, uh, too. Yeah, I, find, I find the fees are actually cheaper than some of the other places. Yeah. And so the for one, me, I'm like, yeah. The one thing that's the only shitty thing about Cash App 
is when you're trying to send Bitcoin, you can't send in dollar denominations. Have you noticed oh, so that? You have to know how many sats. No, because I never send really Bitcoin. Yeah. People. I do. I did like one giveaway and I did that, but, um, and I think I did it. I did it from the cash app. You're right. But uh, I, yeah, you got to know you got, that's why it's important to know your sat now. There you go. But that, that's the only thing that, and I don't know why they don't do that, but uh, that's the only thing. They can but, probably. What's that? They, they, well, you know, they but, could see, add here's that the easy. thing though. But, but here's the thing. I think that some of us in the community, like we, we need to get away from that paradigm of thinking of Bitcoin in terms of dollars. We need, we need to start thinking of it just in terms of its own thing because, you know. I know. That, that, I, well, I know what you're saying there. And, and part of me agrees with you and part of me doesn't agree with you. Like it's kind of the way I look at it. It's like when you go to, to, to Mexico and you can yeah. buy things in dollars or you can buy things in pesos. Like you, mm -hmm. you still, you still need that, right? Like you still need that because like, that's just what, you know, regardless if you're using dollars or pesos, like you, you, whatever denomination that you're in. You use is, that as the metric to measure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I, 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 I do like that idea of obviously of like, you know, you pay in Bitcoin or, or sorry, um, of one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Um, yeah. Overall. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, cash app, super easy. Um, and it's uh yeah i like it absolutely yay for cash app now let's get them on board and we can give away satoshis yeah I, I i like that plan let's do it let's do it um all right last thing what else what do we want to talk about before we wrap up anything you want to want to leave people with as they go about their good day their good friday uh you know i'm i'm, I'm just my, my, my big thing that i'm really excited about is is the having this is my first one i think we kind of covered this but i'm just going to put it in a little bow for you we're 30 some odd days out um i don't know nobody really seems to know whether it's priced in or not so my and this is not advice this is my strategy how i'm looking at this is that um i'm going to have some dry powder on the side just in case it does dip that way i'm going to be able to get some cheap and if i if it does continue to go up then i'll just continue the dollar cost averaging uh, so that's my way of looking at it the next 30 days. Uh, I felt really fortunate that like I didn't buy here at 73 when I was like, it's probably going to go back down. So I, I felt good there. But I think that these next 30 days, um, there's still some great opportunity uh, and have dry powder if you can. That's, that's how I'm looking to play this. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if it goes to 100,000, I don't think you'll care if you bought it at 73 or 68. Nope. Well, no, you're, you're right. It, you're right. I won't. <laughs> and I get that. But I know you what know, you mean, though. Yeah, obviously yeah. you want as much as you can get. Why not? Exactly. Yeah, why exactly. not do it? Uh, um, what about you? What do you want to leave folks with? Last thought. Last thought is, man, um, I, I think the last thought I want to leave everybody with is that like, it it's actually has nothing to do with Bitcoin and nothing to do with Corona, but more just like everybody on a human element. It's, um, mm. you know, I, I think one thing I've learned in this time for me and is that like, just how important it is to make sure that you're keeping up with some of your relationships, you know, giving people yeah. calls, giving people phone calls you haven't talked to in a little while and not getting uh, drunk and forgetting to call people back. You yeah. Mean, not, not, yeah. yeah. Not doing yeah, that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sorry. Uh, Guilty. <laughs> um, but more is like also kind of being a little bit more, uh, I want to say easier on folks, right? It's like, mm. uh, you know, it's not a snow day. 
So if you're, if you're feeling bummed or tired or sad or overwhelmed or anxious, like it's, it's, yeah. it's actually okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, who am I to judge if you feel that way anyway, but yeah. it's, um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, just, just make sure that you're consistently taking care of yourself, take care of your family and try to take care of your money. And I, I think, you know, the more you learn about, uh, Bitcoin, um, the more you can get help with that last one. So this yeah, is my man. thought. Take care of your money. <laughs> That's how we do it, baby. You yeah. go burr. It does. It does. Go burr. I got to get one of those. Yeah, man. Matt Case. Online. Pre- you can get it for like, they're all like only like 30 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to get one of those, um, get, get some of my Venezuelan Bolivares, put them in there. Yes, that's right. Your Bolivares. Is that what they call them? What do they call them? Bolivares. But yeah. Bolivares. Yeah. 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 All right, Brad, right, you my, have a great day. You too. What's the best way that people can stay in touch with you? Uh, right there on the crypto Twitter, at Matthew Ryan Case. All right, troll Matthew me, Ryan Case. Comment, whatever. All right, I'm going to troll you when we're done here. Uh, everybody else, thanks so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the, this uh, new format for, for today, the weekly uh, roundup. Maybe we'll do this again if you like it. And uh, for those uh, listening, make sure that you're following us across uh, all the channels, YouTube, podcast channels, Twitter. Uh, we're at TF Blockchain. Uh, see you all soon. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, smash that like button.